From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. May is a Chinese-Canadian girl on the verge of puberty who turns into a panda whenever she gets too excited. So that is the basic premise of turning red. And did I say it's a red panda? You know, those uh, mythological creatures. Or are they real? I, I always I get tripped up because I see red pandas all the time in, like, media. And, yeah, they are real. But, like, I guess, like, there is like a mythological aspect to them i can't really speak too much on them but they are real animals like i i it's just that i see them so much in film that it kind of makes me forget that they're actually like authentic real animals and not like you know unicorns and stuff like that where you know totally fake animals because they're in mythology but I don't know. That's just my thing where I had to remind myself that they're real <laughs> because, again, I see them everywhere. Like, I, I've seen them too much in stuff recently, but I love it. I don't mind. They're cute. I love it. So, Turning Red is one of those movies that I've had a very unique time with the discourse because of the fact that it is a movie about a Chinese-Canadian girl going through puberty and when she turns into this panda she you know she has these issues she's trying to impress her mom because her mom is like really like strict on her and there's also this thing where she's a big fan of uh four town this boy band and she also tries to maintain a relationship with her friends so she's kind of like holding on to all these objects and so the reason why i bring up the discourse is that i think i think it's really interesting that a lot of critics are talking about how they can't relate to this movie because they're not chinese canadian and it's interesting they're saying that because throughout cinematic history we're kind of teaching ourselves you know, to relate to certain experiences that are not our own. Like, for example, I'm not white, but I'm supposed to relate to, like, the kids from Stand By Me, and that movie's been canonized. Basically, everyone thinks it's a great movie, so everybody has this, like, consensus that, oh my god, I can relate to it. But it's like, but are you a white boy from, you know, the Midwest? Are you a white, are you a white boy who has three other white friends? Who, You know, it's one of those things where, like, nobody really questions why that's considered universally beloved or universally relatable i think it's relatable i do think so because of the universal themes i'm not going to relate to um being able to go off and go into a swamp or be able to in encounter these like oversized teenage bullies when i'm like 10 years old but i understand you know i understand the appeal i understand it and so like i love that movie so I think it's interesting that in the discourse, a lot of the focus has been by a lot of white critics on like the film turning red, not being relatable to them. And like, you know, its themes are about um, growing up and feeling pressured by your parents and, you know, being able to actually balance a social life with school and that it's OK to like break rules every once in a while, because guess what? You know, life isn't just about following a rigid set of like standards and rules. It's by also like experiencing things, making mistakes, dancing and, you know, like drawing stuff that may not be appropriate. You know, just being able to experience these things on a level on a certain level where maybe you're allowed to experience them in a healthy way 
environment. And I think that there is something there for everyone to relate to. I'm not entirely sure why people sort of want to throw this movie under the bus. So I wanted to address the discourse on it. Like, I think it's a little silly to sort of think of a movie like Stand By Me, which features like white kids as sort of a universal experience, but then see this movie turning red as like an ununiversal experience, like a specialized experience. Like some, like, I think there is some sort of like, problem with that i think it's really problematic when movies about asian or black or brown folks are sort of seen as specialty niche things while films about white kids are seen as universal like i didn't relate that much to the diary of a wimpy kid but a lot of people sure did or at least they felt like they did but turning red i've seen a lot of people say they can't relate to it and it's like you know maybe maybe you need to unlearn some things but guess what if you feel like the film itself is flawed, I get it. I I understand completely. But what about the actual film? What about my opinion on the actual movie? I think, first of all, the animation is very beautiful. I love the way it looks. I've seen some people kind of complain about how that change in animation style went from, like, Luca to this film. Like, a lot of people were saying, like, Soul had a very specific style and then Luca and Turning Red have a very similar type of style, like where the characters look sort of similar. And you know what I gotta say is, I don't care. I don't. Like, I get that they look sort of similar, but if you wanna make sort of like a Cal Arts statement, you know, and for those of you who don't know about the Cal Arts uh, controversy, it's this idea of like um, a very specific style where a group of people apparently you know like a bunch of like cartoons like uh steven universe gumball or um uh, big city greens pretty recently that a lot of them look the same they have the same sort of mouth and eyes and circular faces i don't know it's kind of one of those things where if i had this was a visual medium that been say you're hearing me out I would be able to show you. So just type in Cal, Cal Arts on Google and you'll see what I mean. A lot of people accuse them of looking the same and being really reductionist in how animation is to be done. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. There's nothing wrong with the Cal Arts style as they label it. There's nothing wrong with this recent Pixar style either. So we'll call it Pixar Arts. You know, I like it. I think it works. Disney's had very consistent art throughout its decades, like the fact that the big eyes and how like Belle and various other princesses, they look very similar. That's just a trademark style. So if Pixar wants to have a very specific style for, for the time being, who is to say that I'm going to stop them or criticize them? It's just a style pick. And you know what? It's very animated. Like the kids are very expressive. And so I, I feel like the kids you know, are able to, you know, not just be like emotionally devastated or emotionally happy, but be able to give emotions like disgust. And in the case of Turning Red, which deals a lot with puberty, being able to show the girl as being turned uh, like attracted to someone without it being like super like cartoony. In some cases it is, but because it's part of a joke. But I, I like the idea that like you can see in her face like when she's attracted to a boy from the boy band. That it really does look like that. That it isn't like done in a way that's like n very um, sexualized, but in a way that's very like um, it's a little girl going through her own understanding of what it means to be attracted to someone. And it works. I think it works in that way. And also, I think that the animation on the pandas themselves is really compelling. There's one part where, um, without getting to spoilers, where the panda, a specific panda, looks 
very creepy and very scary. It's like silhouetted with red eyes. I think that's really good animation. I thought that is actually menacing. That actually looks compelling. I like that. And I will say that by the end of this movie, I was really getting into it. I think that it is a good movie. I think that it's cute. It's funny. I think that there is some real heart to it. I don't think it's like perfect by any means. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's perfection here or that we're getting the next soul. And I hate to say that because a lot of people like to do that with Pixar movies. They like to compare the next, the new one to the old ones, which I absolutely hate because it's like, you know, I get caught myself doing it right now. It's like, why am I doing that? Because everyone does it. So I, I, it's one of those things where like, I'm tired of this studio being held by the standards of every other film that's come out. If a new film comes out, let's, let's praise it for its merits. And in this case, it's the fact that it does have a cute and funny story. And I will be honest with you. I think may, maybe, you know, I don't think she's an irritating lead. I think that she is very much how a real little girl is, and I can tolerate it. I think she's a very good character because by the end of the film, she learns her lesson, and she actually grows and develops. And so I find myself actually invested in her story. Same with her mom, who may be a bit of a, you know, strict, um, very very, uh, stick-in-the-mud sort of person. And by the end of it, she kind of you know learns her own lesson too and i like that i like the story of the mother and the daughter learning together and i also appreciate i gotta say the supporting characters like her friends are really sweet and thoughtful friends who actually you know work together with her to make mistakes and it doesn't feel like those types of cartoons where a lot of animation does this where the friends are terrible people like her friends are actually nice people and very supportive and i appreciate that i appreciate that in films and works about kids that there are good friends in them i i hate works like the proud family where they have these friends that are so nasty and terrible that i i can't tolerate parts of the show because of it but i like the proud family don't get me wrong i just hate the way they handle the friendship on that show so it's nice to see a disney property actually know how to write friends thank you for that because it's a bare minimum sort of thing but i appreciate it but overall it is a beautiful film this is one of those movies that is beautiful to look at it's fun and you know what i thought it was relatable to some extent i'm not a i'm not a girl by any means but but i think it does have a very important story about learning to compromise and learning to communicate with your family a little bit better i think that there is a place for movies like this to have their spot and I am glad that it has a space on Disney Plus to have its fan base so I'm excited to see what type of fans it will make and I think that in in a lot of ways like Encanto it does explore family dynamics in a way that's very real and authentic and just very emotionally resonant it can emotionally resonate with people just like Encanto did so you don't have to have a traditional Disney villain you can have a story about characters learning to talk to each other a little bit better. And I think it's a, it's a lesson that I think families should be taught over and over again, because you never know. And it's also great for Asian children to have a movie that ha- features characters that look like them. So, three and a half out of four stars. I enjoyed it. Check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus.